Welcome to Inside the Match, where Alex and Simone talk residency applications. We are two residents here to help you navigate the match. For each podcast, we'll bring you residents from various specialties and backgrounds to give advice. So today we are super excited to have Dr. Lofton, and we are going to discuss the transition from being a resident to being a fellow. So thanks so much for joining us today. Hi, Simone. Thanks for inviting me. I'm so excited to chat with you about this. So tell me a little bit about your current position title. I am an assistant professor in the Department of uh, Hand and Upper Extremity in Orthopedic Surgery at the University of Alabama in Birmingham. So you have gone through a lot of training to get to where you are today. And that transition from being a resident to a fellow is quite hard for a lot of people. So can you discuss a little bit about the transition and work environment, responsibilities, and then the culture from being a resident to then being a fellow? Of course. Um, In residency, you start off with gathering the information, managing the minute details. You present it to your team and someone you know, higher up formulates a plan and you carry it out. As you get further in residency, you learn to think broader and get better at coming up with a plan of your own and you get graduated autonomy that way. And this continues in fellowship and you start to notice the nuances of various conditions and how that dictates treatment. You get a lot more autonomy. Next to the attending, you are viewed as an expert and a leader as residents look to you to make decisions, as well as guide them in the clinic and OR. Most attendings uh, allow you more leeway as well as autonomy um, compared to a resident, and they invite open dialogue regarding treatment plans. A fellow is also expected to have a certain level of foundational knowledge and surgical skill, whereas in residency, uh, especially when you start, you really aren't expected to know too much about your own subspecialty until you get further on. So it sounds like there are a lot of differences between being a resident and being a fellow. And for many fellowships and surgical specialties, they may range from one to two years. So it's a relatively short period of time in comparison to what it was like to be a resident. So what are some goals that surgical fellows should focus on during this short time period? You're absolutely right. Fellowship goes by fast. So being clear and realistic about your goals is very important. If you already have a job lined up by the time you get to fellowship, focus on the skills that you will need and make sure you get enough reps during that training. For those who are still looking for jobs during fellowship, be specific about the types of procedures you like to be performing once you're out in practice. Seek out opportunities to fulfill those milestones. Fellowship is a great opportunity to learn about practice management, especially at programs with both academic and private settings. Talking to your attendings about coding, billing, contracts, overhead, etc. can be a very useful tool to learn once you get out into practice. It's also the last year when you can solely focus on education, so this is a great time to attend some courses. Well, that sounds wonderful to think about the opportunity to learn, not only through the cases that you do, but also through the courses that you might be able to go to while a fellow during this short period of time. And during fellowship, as you describe, you may see a lot of different things in this short period. So what are some ways to keep organized or keep track of some of those interesting cases that you might see in fellowship? Because you might not see everything more than one or two times when you're there during that one or two year period. 
I keep a log of surgical techniques and the implants used uh, in fellowship and in residency. This started when I was a uh, resident and it has been so helpful in my practice. It helped me customize my own protocols and preferences. I use Google Drive so that I can refer to it easily but any format that is easy for you is the best one. At our fellowship, the fellows present interesting cases via PowerPoint every month. It's a great way to grow a collection of presentations for reference and for future use. And you talked about the fact that this is a short period of time, and so you are learning, but a major component of fellowship is also studying and figuring out how you are going to use what you learned in residency about a whole lot of sort of things, and then be able to specialize in what you're hopeful to do during your career. So do you have any study tip for those that are in fellowship when you are working a whole lot of hours, and when you also want to be able to educate yourself in the process on a day-to-day basis? The best way to study during fellowship is to be prepared for your clinics and your OR time. Fellowship is great in that it's going to focus on all of the cases that you will need for your practice. And so if you are prepared for a clinic as well as, you know, why we are operating on someone, then that is the best way to study. And during fellowship, you mentioned that some people may already have a job in place, but then there are those that are still looking for that opportunity that best interests them. Can you talk about the various sorts of jobs that might be available in academics versus community? And then also when a fellow might start looking for a job if they don't already have one in place. If you are looking for an academics job, you may be interested in research, um, in teaching, and the best way to look for jobs in general may be to reach out to your mentors and see who their contacts are, as well as look at your uh, professional organizations. They may be posting new job openings on their website, as well as attending the uh, conferences to network. It takes a long time to you know, look for a job, get an interview, do the interview, uh, negotiate contracts, you know, get onboarded. It is a very long process. I would recommend getting started as early as possible. The best places to look is on professional websites, attending conferences, reach out to all of your mentors, And sometimes you just have to cold call. And believe it or not, a lot of people land jobs that way without any connections. Wow, that is incredible to hear that cold calling is one opportunity to look for a job as well as the other ones that you described, including conferences. And that brings me to my next question about research. So a lot of fellows might be interested in research opportunities. And so what are your recommendations to get involved in projects? Because this may also be an opportunity to attend conferences and network when you are able to present your research. That's right. My advice would be to get started early. Doing a project in one year is very ambitious, and you can start by talking to attendings if there are ongoing projects you can jump on. Uh, Your program may also have a research committee or dedicated staff, and just get all your contacts early on so that you can do it efficiently. 
And you mentioned earlier that when you are a fellow, you are no longer a resident. And so you have a lot of other responsibilities. And one of those includes education. And that might be the education of residents or even school students. So what are some tips that you have in order to be able to help educate those underneath you to help them learn the skills to be able to become a better surgeon? I think focusing on the foundations when you are a fellow working with a me medical student um, or a resident, they aren't necessarily going into the you know, subspecialty that your fellowship is training you in. And their knowledge is much more basic than what you have. You've already finished your fellowship or you've already finished your residency. Focusing on the fundamentals, you know, uh, good surgical technique, staying safe, that type of thing, as well as, you know, the basics of diagnosis, uh, how to work up a patient, how did we arrive at this conclusion, as well as the treatment. I think those are the most important things. And one other thing that's really important for people to remember is that burnout is common. And so it's very important to take that time to focus on yourself, especially when you've gone through so much training and fellowship is another exhausting year. So what sort of recommendations do you have to focus on your wellness and to avoid burnout when you are in your final years of training? Burnout can be particularly common in fellowship as there are a lot of changes in a very short period of time. You've just finished a grueling, you know, X amount of years of residency. You've just moved to a completely new city. Um, you're trying to settle your, yourself. You have a family, settle your family. You may or may not know very many people in this new city. Um, you're trying to learn something very complicated. Even though you have a great foundation under you, um, this is all new knowledge and new challenges. So yes, it can be a very tough time. I would say uh, try to create a community one year or two years is very short, but you do still have to live in this community, try to make friends early on, especially with your co-fellows, if you've got any, um, or even your neighbors. Having people to rely on or just socialize is very important for mental health. Other things that I would recommend is picking up a hobby. If you've gone through medical training and never really you know, gotten into doing very many things for yourself, like we all have you know, been very busy with training and studying. Fellowship is a great time to get into hobbies. You are busy, but you most fellowship programs do allow you room to be able to uh, study outside of you know training hours, and the hours are much less grueling than it was in residency. So this is a great time to figure out you know what you enjoy doing and carry it through into your career because it's going to help you uh, avoid burnout later on as well. Well, you have provided so many excellent tips to prepare for that transition from a surgical resident to a fellow. Is there anything else you would like to discuss about this transition from residency to fellowship? I would say pay attention to your mentors, even when they're not directly teaching. It's never too early to start adopting habits that will make you a more thorough and efficient clinician. Take your attendings pick lists and clinic aids. 
have a template to customize is so much easier than starting from scratch. It's likely you'll be using the same things since you've trained using those instruments. And again, this is most people's favorite year. You get to tackle complex problems with all of the diagnostic and surgical skills you've learned in residency without the pressure. And don't forget to enjoy yourself. Spend time with your family, take a few trips, get back to doing hobbies, and get yourself energized for practicing on your own. Those are such fantastic tips. It is so important to recognize that people are so close to being able to practicing on their own after fellowship. Well, that's all the time we have today with Dr. Lofton. Thanks for joining us at Inside the Match. Special thanks to Kevin McCloyd for the music and be sure to follow or subscribe to our podcast. Catch our next podcast to learn more application tips and hear from another awesome resident, fellow, or leader in medical education.